0: Welcome to the 360 Diaspora Experience Podcast where we talk about family faith and finance to help you build mindset for legacy generation for your children and family. We have been talking about estate planning, right? This is KG Ugunleye. And today, as in the previous uh conversation podcast we have, we're talking about creating estate planning for your family. It's not just creating and generating wealth, but actually protecting that wealth. So once again, we have our guest back, Attorney Surin Adam. Hi, Soren, how are you?
1: Hello. Hello, I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for having me back.
0: Thank you. We appreciate you. So, you know, we discussed about will, about trust, and we, you already bust the meat for us that it's not just celebrity and rich people that need estate planning. All of us need estate planning, Right.
1: Correct. Definitely. Anyone over 18 really needs some sort of estate plan.
0: Yeah. And the other myth that you bust is having a will is the minimum Mm
1: -hmm. in estate
0: planning. Yeah. the bare
1: minimum. bare
0: minimum. minimum. Okay. That being said, you know, one of the things that we talk about also is because people always think, oh, I'm going to talk to an attorney. He's going to cost me thousands and thousands of dollars. Is that true? Like, thousands and thousands of dollars to create estate planning?
1: You know what? It it does cost thousands (laughs) to create a good Mm -hmm. estate plan. Um, Mm -hmm. But you really have to look at the cost of not creating a plan. It costs lots more to not create a plan for your family because they're going to end up spending money out of the estate that you've been saving (laughs) um, Mm in order to pay for probate, attorney fees, and all of these other things when a plan was not done correctly. So it's going to cost money either way. Um, the goal is that you're spending wisely, spending with a firm that you trust and spending knowing that you're getting the things in place to protect your assets. Um, and really, you're spending much less when you're creating an safe plan than what you would be otherwise.
0: Okay. Okay. So that's why I actually want to kind of talk about different scenarios to see mm-hmm. what is going to cost you and what... Will cost you if you don't do what you're supposed to do right, so mm-hmm. one thing you said is to create uh, having a will is the bare minimum, so once somebody wants to create a will, what it, give me a range
1: so if you're looking if you're a single person and you're looking to do a will, obviously you know you can do that online if you want to mm-hmm. it's, it's cheap to do it online. Um, mm-hmm. I don't recommend doing those our will plans started mm-hmm. about two thousand. Um, because we don't just include a will, we're going to also help you to at least get as much as you can out of your individual name with at least beneficiary designations, so those things avoid probate. Um, and we also include a durable power of attorney. That's the financial document to make sure that you have someone named during your lifetime that can handle your finances if you become incapacitated. Um, we also include an advanced health care directive. That's the medical version of the power of attorney make sure you have someone named who can handle medical decisions if you're incapacitated and then we also do a living will so you're giving your family instruction on what to do if you're in an end-of-life situation so they don't have guilt or you know debating and taking votes about what to do if you're in an end-of-life situation um, and then we also do a separate HIPAA authorization to make sure if there's a medical malpractice issue It causes your death. Your family is still able to gain access to medical records without having to go to a court to fight for that after you're gone. They would have the ability to do that immediately. So all of those are part of, yeah, all of those are part of a good, even a will plan because the will plan, Mm -hmm. again, going through probate, if you have just a will, um, not a trust. But with that will plan, there are other documents you still need to have in place. That's why I said bare minimum is the will. If you just have a will, you haven't even covered those other things that you need during your life. Um, So the will is just setting up who is going to be in charge of handling your affairs in that probate process and who Mm -hmm. you want things going to um, so that the the state is not deciding for you. So that's Mm -hmm. just the bare minimum after you've passed away.
0: Okay, that's bare minimum. Okay, so we don't want to do bare minimum minimum, right? So let's talk about trust. Does it mm-hmm. Does it trust when you want to create a trust? Does it depend on the uh the value of the estate, or is it just a flat fee?
1: We handle all of our fees as a flat fee. It's not based okay. on the size of the estate, at least not in my Very firm. Good. Um, mm-hmm. We ask about the size of your estate because we need mm-hmm. to know if it's over five million so that we can do mm-hmm. additional planning with you to protect those assets from taxes. Because uh, okay. remember, the Maryland state um, estate tax kicks in for estates mm-hmm. over five million, and then for <laughs> estates over eleven point seven million, it kicks in for federal estate mm-hmm. tax. Those are hefty taxes. Federal is forty. Mm-hmm percent, Maryland is 16 percent, so if you have an estate where you've been working hard to acquire these assets, Mm -hmm. you don't Mm -hmm. want any of that unnecessarily going to taxes, so we do additional planning um, and that's why we need to know the estate size, but if you're well below those amounts, Mm -hmm. the estate size doesn't matter whatsoever. Um, We're Mm -hmm. still doing a trust plan if you have real estate, we're still doing Mm -hmm. a trust plan if you have minor children, or if you have assets where you wanna direct it, how it goes out to your beneficiaries without that probate process.
0: Okay, okay, okay. So let, I wanna look at specific scenarios, right? Let's look at uh-huh. scenarios. Somebody, Mr. Jones, Mr. T- Mr. Stone, he has 200,000 in, in, in his retirement account and 200,000 in, in his real estate. So when he died, he has about 400,000 estate value and it does not have any will, how much is the probate going to cost the family,
1: Mm -hmm. approximately? If he doesn't have any beneficiary designations either on that retirement account, it's going to cost about Mm -hmm. $15,000 minimum for that estate to go through probate. Um, In Maryland, it's a capped probate um, cost, and then any amounts above that, an attorney has to petition the court for, and many attorneys will. Um, So that's why I say that's the minimum. Um, but fifteen thousand—that is going to be the standard amount. If you're not representing yourself, which you mm-hmm. know most families, as soon as they take a look at the forms and documents and deadlines required by the court, um, and they're going through this traumatic experience, most families end up hiring an attorney to help um, because they're completely unfamiliar with the process and it's a court process. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. as soon as that happens, you're triggering those higher fees. Um, so it's going to cost your family. <laughs> it's going to cost them at least fifteen thousand wow. for that size of an estate if there are no um, beneficiaries listed and that house is in his individual mm-hmm. name. Oh,
0: okay. Woo. So for <laughs> for Mister Stone that died with no will that he can create for two thousand, it's going to cost now the family about fifteen thousand minimum. That's just the minimum.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. Same scenario, but he has a will. Does still still have to go through probate?
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah, his will still has to go through probate. If you think about it like this, your mm. will says, I want this person, X person, to be my personal representative or executor in my will. And I want them to distribute my house to this person, my bank account to this other person, however it's stated in the will. Unless you you have some legal process that allows somebody mm-hmm. to get like a seal, a stamp, something from mm-hmm. the court saying, I now mm-hmm. have authority to do this, anyone mm-hmm. can take your will at any time and go and oh. just say, look, it's said in here, I can distribute this to this person, this to that person. You have mm-hmm. to have some way of proving the person has passed away and that the person who's acting on their behalf is legally authorized to act. And that is that probate court process. The Mm. the way you avoid that is you have legal documentation in place that says, here's the person I want to handle my affairs, and I've already given them all authority to do that in this legal agreement, a trust agreement, and so it keeps the court out of that entire process. You've already set up the scheme of how everything should be distributed, and it's done through that contract you've created with yourself, essentially, as a trust Mm -hmm. agreement. It has a huge, long history um started in Europe and so it's it's fully accepted in the US and many other countries to avoid that probate process.
0: avoid probate process. Okay. So even with a will, right, Mr. Stone, even with a will with $400,000 in estate, how much w- will they still have to pay about that 15,000 you're talking about the yep. estate it's have to pay? still that
1: 15,000.
0: Yep. Oh. The will is wow. just
1: saying who's in charge and where it's going.
0: Ooh, okay. So, will, like you said, is just bare minimum. I mean, nobody mm-hmm. should be doing will. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you oh have my a will as part of your plan, but it shouldn't be the only thing that's in your plan.
0: In your plan. Okay. Okay. So now, Mr. Stone, listen to this podcast and say, mm. okay, let me call Saran. And Mr. <laughs> Stone had a trust, right? And he died. So, how, you just said it. Is the estate going to incur anything? In probate. No. He has-,
1: he has no probate cost after he has a trust. Once he has transferred his assets into the trust, and that's the other big mm-hmm. thing you want to be looking for in a firm is that they're either helping you or doing it for you to transfer mm-hmm. funds, your assets into that trust. Otherwise, you just have a stack of expensive paper. Um, mm-hmm. Once he has a trust in place that's fully funded, he completely avoids probate. He avoids oh. the court process altogether. That $15,000 oh. never comes out of his estate. A properly drafted trust, can be administered by your family without any attorney involvement. Um, we are certainly here for questions if our clients, mm. you know, their, their families need assistance with administering a trust. But you really do not need an attorney to do it. We actually include instructions in our estate planning binder for the successor trustees. It walks them through exactly what they need to do, and the trust itself is that roadmap. Um, mm-hmm. So these instructions are in addition to that, <laughs> like here, here's the holding your hand part. Um, mm-hmm. But the trust itself does that. It walks the successor trustee through what they need to do after somebody passes away and they have the legal authority to do it based on that agreement. So you do not need an attorney to administer a trust. It can be administered in as short as a day. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, if you're selling real estate, that's going to take however long the sale is going to take but mm-hmm. other assets can be transferred really quickly. If, it, if you're just waiting on checks from life insurance and so forth, it's simply contacting them with a death certificate um, and it funnels through the trust and the trustee can write those checks out as soon as those checks are received. So it really eliminates the need for an attorney. It's very straightforward. What happens with the assets, everything is spelled out. And then really the key is you make sure you have it properly drafted with what your wishes are so that all of that is done easily and in a very straightforward way with your family. And they don't have to be dealing with a court. They can set their own timeframes for when they do things, unless you want to set the timeframes in the trust. Um, And so it really takes the pressure off of an administration after somebody has passed away and it takes the confusion out of it.
0: Wow. And you know, one thing that you said in the previous podcast is also even while we're talking about this probate, will and going through probate, I mean we talked about the money that it costs, say about fifteen thousand minimum. But what about the time, right? You said mm-hmm. it can take up to one year.
1: Yeah, it's a minimum of six months in Maryland because there is a claims period. You have to wait for creditors to file claims against you. <laughs> so um, like on purpose. So it's almost like creating a lawsuit for yourself. Against yourself, <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a minimum of six months. Most estates take about twelve months to fully administer. The national average is about eighteen months.
0: Mm. Oh, compared to a trust where nobody knows anything, you don't go to probate, you don't do anything.
1: Right, it's a completely private document. Your family handles the administration, or whomever you've named as your successor trustee, and it doesn't have to be publicized. It can be done quickly. It can be done privately. That's the reason that it's set up.
0: <laughs> okay. So, you know, one of the other things you talk about in the trust is the Medicaid trust. And we're going to mm-hmm. use the same scenario. Mr. Stone, in his medical care, is not dead now. He has to go into rehab or nursing home. And if the estate is 400000 and the Medicaid is going to cost about 10000 monthly for the next five months, does he have to pay all that? from his
1: yeah. assets? it? Yeah, that's $50,000 just for five months, mind you, because most people, mm-hmm. when they have to go into a nursing home, they are in there for years because
0: mm-hmm.
1: the care, if you're go- putting somebody in a good nursing home, the care is, is good. You're taking care of that person 24-7. There are doctors mm-hmm. who are attending to them. There are nurses who are attending to them. So if it's something like dementia that you're going into a nursing home for where you, know, you needed that 24-hour care because you could – Leave your home at any moment, and and your family just can't stay up twenty four hours of a day of a day. Um, mm-hmm. So you're in a nursing home that costs ten thousand dollars, and you're going to be alive for many years. It doesn't kill you like right away when you have these debilitating diseases that are to to the mind. Um, mm-hmm. So it ends up that most people are in nursing homes for many years, and so that ten thousand dollars is per month that your family is taking out of the estate that you. Spent all these years, you know, building, building. up, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of times people end up selling the family home in order to pay for nursing home care. It's it's exempt under Medicaid qualifications, but if you don't have any additional funds, then you have that home, you're going to end up selling it to pay for that care. Um, they care. right? So, and if you don't end up selling it, if you use up all of the other assets, the liquid assets that you have, all the bank accounts, everything else that's available, and you keep the home. After Medicaid kicks in and starts paying for the nursing home for you, they will place a lien on that home so that whatever amount they paid for during the time that you're in the nursing home gets deducted from the equity in that home. So your mm-hmm. family ends up paying for it through your assets either way. Um, the Medicaid trust, how it prevents that is that you put assets into an irrevocable trust. And once you've passed the five-year look back, Um, Medicaid completely ignores any assets that are in the Medicaid trust. They don't put a lien on it after you've passed away. They don't require you to spend it down, Um, so it protects all of those assets. Your family can use it instead to pay for, you know, a private room, a special doctor, the doctor you've seen all these years that Medicaid may not have wanted to pay for. Um, Your family can pay for it out of the assets they've protected. Maybe you need a special vehicle to comfortably get from the nursing facility to your family for them to have you know, special occasions with you. They can purchase that mm-hmm. through that type of trust. All of those things are set up um, protecting those assets and then instead, after you've passed away, instead of all of that going to Medicaid or you having used it up for the nursing home, it can go to your family. You can leave the assets that are remaining that haven't been used um, for your special care to go to your family, which is what you're intending it to do.
0: Wow, wow, wow. So, what you just said, how Mr. Stone, the uh, scenario Mr. Stone can be in a nursing home or rehab or whatever, and then spend all the assets they have built up over 30, 40, 50 years. And then yeah. there's nothing being passed to the next generation.
1: Right. He ends up using it on nursing home care, which you know we pay into these systems <laughs> for our whole working career, and That's really, right. it is a broken system in the in our country. Mm-hmm. We really have to fix it. It should not cost ten thousand dollars a month for you to have that kind of care. Um, so, all of that aside, though, <laughs> it's set up that way now. Um, mm-hmm. So. In order to protect your assets there are other things you can do to make sure that it's, it's going to be there for your family or for your needs if you have additional needs beyond what medicaid will pay for um, instead of it all going to these nursing home facilities that are charging really exorbitant rates in order to care for somebody
0: mm. remember we're talking about the cost what it's going to cost you to create estate planning where you're alive right that's what we're talking about so now we're looking at what is going to cost your estate if you don't do that
1: Mm -hmm.
0: if you're thinking the money is
1: a lot mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) 10,000 a Mm -hmm. month is an awful lot to spend that's more than a good estate plan one month of care is more Mm -hmm. than a good estate plan Um, most estate plans if you're doing a trust plan it's going to range between 3,500 and 10,000 obviously they're you know big firms and bethesda or wherever Mm -hmm. that'll charge double that um Mm -hmm. but that's range in terms of our trust plans and really we let the client decide what things they want to include in the plan that's why there is a large range because you can decide you want um spousal asset protection if you think you know the the major concern that you have is your spouse remarrying and you have children from another marriage and you want to make sure everything is going to the children of um either the marriage of the person you're married to now or a prior marriage All of those things kind of play into how you you draft a plan. So it's really, it can be tailored to your specific family. If you don't have those issues, then you can do a simpler plan and it doesn't cost that much. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, all of those things are kind of set up to let the client decide what things to include, what provisions to add in that can add additional protection. You can have asset protection for your beneficiaries um, so that if they're, about to inherit and something is going on like a divorce they can protect those assets but if you're dealing with minor children right now they aren't going to get divorced anytime soon so you don't need those provisions right now you can add them later so um, those are things you can choose to take out of your trust leave out of your trust or add later Um, so yeah a good plan is going to cost you much less than Waiting for the state to kind of handle your care for you and handle your plan for you.
0: It's actually a no-brainer if you have a minimum of will and it's still gonna cost you fifteen thousand. That's the minimum, right? If you don't hire an attorney to go through probate, but you're saying yeah, for that size of
1: state. And when you're when you're really looking at the assets in Maryland, a house Mm -hmm. alone is gonna be that four hundred thousand you were mentioning. It's gonna be even more exactly. So mm-hmm. the fifteen thousand was for that particular example. Most estates are costing way, way more because they, they the assets are more, um, mm-hmm. and they're dealing with the value of the house, not you know taking out things and and minimizing it. They're looking yeah. to increase the amount.
0: Increase the amount. wow. Okay, okay. Woo. Let me go, go on a break and we'll come back and wrap this up.
1: All right. <laughs> Paging all DMV Sister Lock consultants,
0: please proceed to the successful Sister Locks business that awaits you. Call Locks Forever's coaching division today to learn more about our 90 day intensive hands on mentoring program. Doing hair is just the beginning, doing great business is what sets you apart. Madam CJ Walker said, I got my start by giving myself a start. Give yourself a start today. Give us a call. 540-446-5107. Hey there, this is KG with a new podcast, Resist the Diaspora Experience, where we discuss family, faith, and finance. We drop this podcast every other thursday at noon so who is this podcast for this is specifically towards people in diaspora their children and their grandchildren want to discuss how they navigate the financial world in the u.s how they are teaching or will teach their children and grandchildren and how some of their decisions affected is going to affect will affect their children who are of course of second generation americans and we want to learn to do financially better from purpose, right? We want to share, unload, and most importantly, educate. So, listen every other Thursday at noon. See you there. Okay, welcome back. So, we talked about what is going to cost you, going to cost you a lot of money if you don't have estate planning, and Seren is just hammering it down, trust, trust, trust. So I know you talked about it earlier, but talk, talk me through about what is going to cause somebody to do a will trust, Medicaid trust. I mean, talk about the cost range for this.
1: Mm-hmm. So if you are doing a simple trust plan as a single person, you're starting at about 3500 If you're doing a Medicaid plan, um, those are the more expensive types of plans to do. You're doing an irrevocable trust as well as a Mm -hmm. um, revocable trust. Those are going to start at about the $6,500 range. Um, And then you can choose what provisions you're adding in or taking out, leaving out. And whether you want us to guide you through the funding process and show you what to do, or you want us to do it for you, all of those are ways you can save money in, in trust plans. Um, really how I think about it, you're, you're not, these are, are things you're putting in place for your family. We spend money on our kids, like nobody's yes. business. Um, but mm-hmm. really when you're thinking about this, this isn't a plan for the next generation and the following mm-hmm. generation. And you really have to invest to make sure that the things that you're doing now are protected for them. Um, we spend lots of money on lots of different things. Uh yes. Insurance is, you know, one of those big ticket items. Why don't you just look at your mortgage? I mean, all of these things that we're spending money on to acquire and to protect, um, these are really the protections that are protecting your legacy um, with your family because part of the plan is really reflecting what you want to convey to your family, how you want them to spend the funds that you're leaving to them. You can Mm -hmm. have those kinds of instructions as part of your plan. And it's almost just like, you know, a cost of being (laughs) responsible a uh, family members making sure you're stewarding these assets and 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 making sure they're protected yes
0: i mean when when we compare this scenario that we talked about, and one thing you just pointed out is housing in Maryland, especially in our d c uh, Virginia area here, definitely gonna be over four hundred thousand alone, mm-hmm. so if mm-hmm. minimum of four hundred thousand is fifteen thousand, and you're saying to create something that will not cost you to go through probate is less than fifteen thousand? I mean yeah, seriously it's yeah. no brainer. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So talk, it really is.
0: When we're talking about this cause you know we say, oh, thirty five hundred, ten thousand, if somebody comes to you and they want to create uh trust or, you know, Medicaid trust and or estate planning generally, would they have to come up with all that money up front or is something that they you know depending on how they want to structure it.
1: Yeah, you can have a payment plan if you need it. Um, you can okay. structure that for up to a year. We don't really tell you how much to do each month; it's up to your budget. Um, mm-hmm. When we get to the end of the payment plan, that's when we do your signing. In the meantime, mm-hmm. we're prepping documents so you can review things. Um, okay. If you're using what a lot of our clients do, if they don't have the the cash to be able to do um, the plan, most of the, most of the time we're doing 50% when we're doing the planning stage and then 50% mm-hmm. when you come in for your signing, which is about a four-week time period from planning okay. to signing. Um, okay. But if you don't have those funds available and you're doing payments over a long period of time, if but you want the plan set up quickly, a lot of our clients will use a credit card and then you have a longer period of time to repay that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's one of those investments that really... Even more than insurance is protecting your family. So definitely, yeah, it's it's certainly well worth <laughs> the fees and and the peace of mind that you're essentially getting from preparing. That is priceless. Most of our clients, when they're leaving, they're just like sighing sigh of relief and they're just like, "We got this done. I'm so glad we got oh, this done." You yeah, really don't yeah. understand the stress that you're putting yourself under by knowing the mm-hmm. thing is not done and what you're setting your family up for um i I see it when people just breathe out at the end of the process <laughs> at the
0: end of it. That mm-hmm. been
1: carrying the stress that they don't even know they're carrying just from not getting it taken care of
0: yeah okay, okay, so I mean that this really actually makes it even more accessible to most people, right? You uh-huh. have to do estate planning and it does not cost you um, a money leg it costs you money, but it does cost you less than <laughs> what is going to cost your family if actually go to probate? Thank you so exactly. much. I appreciate you coming back. Yeah, I really appreciate you coming back. So, Suren, please give your contact information one more time.
1: Yep, you can reach us at adamslawoffice.com, or you can, you can schedule appointments online there, <clears throat> or our phone number is there, but our phone number is 301-805-5892. Um, you can also send an email at support at Office net and we will be happy to help you
0: thank you so much Seren. thank you everybody thank you for taking your time to listen to this podcast of 360 diaspora experience it's a prayer and commitment to support you as you build legacy for your family which includes estate planning as we just discussed right please do it we don't want to go to profit. we want to create generational wealth so listen if you need to contact me email me at kg at com, and don't forget to check me out on my website it's been my pleasure to share with you until next time have a wonderful day